not going safe. It's not safe. Before you cross me, look both ways. Leaving the scene with no trace. None in my lead. You out of place. I'm not at the top. I'm out of space. Can't eat with us. We're out of place. I'm doing fine. I'm feeling great. You're not my fan. You can't relate. Straight talk going state to state. What's going on, guys? It's your host, your boy, George McKay. I'm here today looking a little fly. That's right, Squared Circle Apparel. Check it out. Straight Talk is his promo code. Get 10% off. And this is a big one. This is a great one because this is three times that I've had this fantastic person on the show. She's one of my favorite women in the business. She is the current reigning, defending, crossbody pro women's wrestling champion and the current reigning, defending, femme fatales champion. That's right. Please help me welcome back to Straight Talk for number three, the Bubblegum Princess, Alexia Nicole. That's it. <laughs> there we go. I did it. <laughs> doing good? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing all right. I'm surviving. I've, I mean, I've been better, but I'm doing all right. <laughs> of course. Before I push record, we were talking about a lot of stuff that um, it's infuriating and frustrating for wrestling fans here in the North because there are no shows. There are no fans. There are no places for you guys to showcase your talents. Uh, some companies here have gotten very creative where they've done a lot of the online stuff or the you know closed uh, off arena stuff, empty arena type stuff that a lot of the big promotions were doing. But I mean, WrestleMania just happened. We saw 25,000 people in an arena. Didn't look like a whole lot of social distancing to me. And no. we're on our, what would you say, Alexia, it's our fourth or fifth lockdown since this whole I thing started? Uh, yeah, because you're in, I mean, I think, think where we both live are on our fourth lockdown, where the rest of the province is on their third. Yeah. 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 It's frustrating. <laughs> there's, there's no other way around that. It's just, it sucks. It really does. It absolutely sucks. And it sucks because our government, unfortunately, cannot get their heads out of their asses. So, uh, Doug Ford, <laughs> I know you don't watch anything to do wrestling related, but uh, for me to you, kiss my ass, you jackass. Oh yeah. It's uh, you know what? At the beginning of the pandemic, I thought, okay, he's doing fine. It's a, it's hard to do. But a year later, we're doing the same stuff. And I just like, it's not working. Please, tr if you're gonna say we're gonna do something, try something different. Like I'm just I'm so over this. Let's lock down, let's open up, let's lock down, let's open up. Like just make a decision. Either do it and do it like hard so that it just is one and done, or figure something else out he can't figure anything else out because yeah. he, I guess he's in that mode. Um, try, fail, try again, fail again, try one more time, fail. And then you know what? Let's try a fourth time. And we're going to fail again. Yeah. That's, that's honestly how it feels. But I guarantee you when cottage seasons open up here in about what, five to six weeks, he'll be up North all the time. He'll be, oh, he'll be going well up to his cottage. Oh, Hey, yeah, no, he'll be doing the, uh, Justin Trudeau, you know, from the cottage in the country, uh, pod, you know, the uh, soul glow uh, hair flips that Justin Trudeau loves to do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, can't can't wait for that. Can't lo Gotta love that you can go golfing right now, but you can't do anything else. Makes so much sense. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Golf is the number uno social distance sport, right? I mean, you walk literally six feet away from each other because 90% of the time you've hit your ball 12 feet to the opposite side anyways. I suck yeah. at golf. I hate oh, golf. Oh, yeah, no, I do too. <laughs> So talk to me about um, last summer before the pandemic shows were opening up. You had things going. The last time I saw you was at the parking lot event for Destiny Wrestling. You had an awesome kind of budding tag team rivalry thing going on with Nova and Shiloh 
and you and Jody Threat, and it looked like it was going to, you know, this barn burner of a situation was going to happen. And you know me, I'm all about women's wrestling, especially the ladies in uh, Canada. I was, when I had Amber Nova on the show, I mentioned you and Jody Threat specifically. I said, when the borders open up, you got to come over here because the Canadian girls hit harder and they're stronger and they will give <laughs> you a fucking tune up. And that's what I told her. And she's like, okay, bring it on. So if Amber Nova's watching this one and she ever comes north of the border, you're going to have to educate her on what the bubblegum princess can do. Cause I've seen, I, mean, I, <laughs> I know it's dangerous. I'd love to, I've seen some of her work. I'd love to work with her. So, Hey, if she wants to come up here, gladly, I'll take it. Of course you will. You'll, you'll put one of your titles online, right? Maybe the crossbody title, maybe the femme fatale title. Maybe, maybe one, maybe both. Who knows? We'll see. Who knows what'll happen. So I don't know if you noticed, but over there in my, over my left shoulder is that mm -hmm. wonderful autograph that you gave me about a year ago at that yeah. same event. And um, it was it was very cool because in that autograph is one of my favorite women of all time. And I'm going to pull it off the wall right now so people can see exactly what I'm talking about. This is a shot by shooting the Indies. I don't know if you guys can all see it. It's 4K camera, so you should be able to. And this is Alexia, and she is giving Jazz one hell of a stunner. And that was, if I'm not mistaken, that was at a Greek town wrestling event, correct? Yes, that was in March of 20. 19 right that was before so. the world sucked that yeah. was well before the world <laughs> yeah and if i'm not mistaken she was still currently the nwa women's champion at that time was she not yes she was she was so we never talked about it before but i gotta ask i mean how was it to be in the ring with a legend like jazz someone who has carried career and torches across so many different platforms in wrestling it was nuts um it was like the first time we had wrestled, I was, you know, I was starstruck. I was so nervous and didn't know what to do, what to say. Um, and she just, she took me by the hand and she's like, Hey, here, this is what we're going to do. And she was so nice about it. And she just, she showed me a new way to work and just like, you really just had to go with it and go with the flow. Don't worry about it. Um, so the second time around, I was pumped and I was really excited because it was two out of three falls. And I, I mean, I pinned her. So I technically pinned the NWA women's champion, which is something you know, whoever gets to say that, <laughs> but it was a lot of fun. And like, she's so knowledgeable and so good. She knows how to make these simplest things look great. And that means so much because if you can do the easy things and you can make them look amazing, you don't have to kind of kill yourself on all the hard stuff. So with her, the mentality is less is more, not yeah. so much flashy, keep it simple, but still make it look amazing. Yeah. Well, in that photo, I mean, shooting the Indies what can you say about <laughs> Jeff. He, uh, he knows how to capture those moments, but it's a picture perfect stunner. And you literally okay. had it. You have the chin, you have the chin right there. I mean, if that was me, lights out, jaw would have been broken, wired <laughs> shut, 100%. So in all the amazing women that you've faced in the ring and the battles that you've had, you've also had some fantastic intergender matches, mixed tag matches. Uh, I've seen you a few times across body tear it up with Gabriel Fuerza and obviously Holden. And there was that whole budding rivalry between Fuerza and Holden. I wasn't sure which side you were going to be on. Cause that event was supposed to happen. And then the world stomped and yeah. I've had Holden and Gabriel on my show since then. And we talked about it. And Holden was like, dude, I wanted to do a two out of three falls. I wanted to do like the three stages of hell. I wanted to go fucking crazy with it. And I was like, uh, I didn't get a chance to ask him, but now I'm asking you, I mean, these are your, these are your paisans, your boys. You three literally came up together and now there was this opportunity for them to face off. So when, and if that match ever happens, Alexia, this is a hard question. It's probably the hardest question you've ever been asked. I'm going to build the pressure right now. I'm going to do those silent, dramatic pauses. Alexia, you... 
which side will you be on? That's a good question. Um, God, I don't know. You know what that, God, we were really looking forward to that show too. Um, I really don't know. That's a tough one. They're, I'm close with both of them. And like, they're, they're honestly two of my best friends. That's really hard. Oh no, what am I going to do when this match happens? I never thought of that. Let me help you. I'm going to help you. <laughs> We're going to break it down. We're going to okay. do pros and cons. So all you're okay. going to answer is Gabriel or Holden. I'm going to throw it out. And you're going to just answer Gabriel Holden. And then we're going to, we're going to keep score. I don't have okay. a pen, but I do have a cell phone. Like most people <laughs> carry around. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to put up a spreadsheet and we're going to put scores up. And every time you, I'm going to ask you 10 questions. So there has to be a definitive winner after 10. If there isn't, we'll do a tie-breaking 11th question. Does that sound fair? Sounds fair. Okay. So here's what we're going to do. I'm going to go ahead and start it up. Okay. I've got the blank spreadsheet going in my notes. Now, who has the speed advantage? Gabriel or Holden? Gabriel. Okay, so that's one for Gabriel. Okay. Who has the, should we say, harder strikes? That's a good question because I've wrestled both. And hmm, I feel like Holden probably took it easier on me because Gabriel's definitely hit me pretty hard sometimes. <laughs> Not intentionally, I'm sure, but he's definitely he's gotten me a few times. Um I think Holden probably has the, the harder ones. Okay. Uh, who's the bigger risk taker when it comes to a championship on the line? Oh, Holden. Okay. So we, it's yeah. okay. It's guys, it's 2 1 Holden. Okay. If you're keeping scores at home right now, it's 2 1 Holden. All right. Uh, who is more creative in the ring? Like off the, on the fly, they can build up that momentum a little bit quicker. Gabriel. Okay. So now we're even. Damn it, Alexia, stop being even. I, I can't help it. <laughs> okay. They're both very good. All right, in a three stages of hell match. Now, Holden said he wanted to do a submission match, then a falls count anywhere match, and then he wanted to go balls to a wall with like a no holds barred match. Mm-hmm. Who has the advantage in that? Because two of those I see in more in Holden's wheelhouse than I do in Gabriel's wheelhouse. Yeah, what, so what was it again? It was the... Submission match. Submission, okay. Falls count anywhere. Okay. And no holds barred, which is kind of really the same thing. Kind so, of, but... Mm, ooh. Yeah, Holden probably, I would say. All, right. all three of those. Yeah. We're all we're up, we're up, uh, we're up three to two on Holden. Okay. Who can take more punishment and keep dishing it out back? Now I've seen both of them take some crazy shit punishment in the ring. So Me this too. is a hard question. <laughs> I, can't, I can't answer this one. Um, hmm. you know the worst, right? They're both very stubborn. So they're <laughs> no, no. Where's that old right now? So they'll, they'll take extra, even though, even if they shouldn't be, um, hmm. Can take more. Um, let's go with Holden. Okay. All right. So it's right now four to two for Holden. Okay. Okay. Four to two. All right. Who, uh, is better at the tactical side of wrestling in terms for that first stage? If we went to three stages, the submission match, who's got the technical side down, who can oh, go to the ground. Okay. Gabriel. Yeah. Okay. There's no question about it on that one. Gabriel is the ground guy. Okay. Um, nothing to lose. Because Holden plays every match like he has nothing to lose. And mm-hmm. Gabriel going in to win that championship has also nothing to lose. Mm-hmm. It would just be, if I win, I'm where I'm supposed to be. If I don't win, I'm going to keep coming back anyways. Yeah. Nothing to... 
you know what let's uh gabriel i think right. and that and this about that match specifically i think gabriel all right so we are uh the score right now is four to four we have two questions less possibly a third and if we it looks like it's going to go to that third question all right so then now we are question number nine so in terms of okay who's more underhanded because i've seen both of them cheat to win when they need <laughs> so el diablo or holden albright el diablo cheat, okay. <laughs> yeah so, they have to cheat. he's going with them gabriel is uh gabriel is now ahead five to four and let's see where this ends um when push comes to shove and all the smoke clears and we have a definitive winner who would show more respect to the other opponent ah you're asking such hard questions <laughs> but i do want straight talk you know the drill you know the drill <laughs> no god they're both so similar that's what makes it so hard um hmm. think gabriel okay so gabriel is now ahead uh six to four so in he terms won. in terms <laughs> of this match in terms of the way you see it playing out your side leans a little bit more to gabriel it so, does doesn't it? <laughs> it does it does and you know that's not necessarily a bad thing it's just hard it's hard to uh it's hard to see uh, the limelight, right? Because both of them are so amazing and both of them are so talented. And both of them are, are former guests of mine. I've had both on the show twice and both are amazing human beings, much like yourself. And I guess I could say in this way, I've been blessed. As I, as I go on the road to 200, uh, you have been three of those 200. So there's been 197 other things that I've done, but I've rocked you out three times. And that's because I put you very early on in my list as one to watch. And since you've been such a supportive member of the Straight Talk family, and you've come back every time I've asked, um, I just, I want to get back to wrestling so I can see your star progress. I mean, there's only one other woman in the Ontario indie wrestling scene that I've seen rock three championships simultaneously. And that's my, my homie, my recess partner in crime, Spinelli. Because if <laughs> she is Ashley Spinelli, I am definitely TJ Detweiler. I have the face, I have the schemes, I also have the body type. I'm a little bit girthy, but I'm adorable and cute when I need to be. That's okay. That's but um, <laughs> but uh, I, I would love to see you rock another championship. But what I would also love to see, and I don't know if this is possible, but I always have this idea of a dream match for, for females. Mm -hmm. And it would literally be a gauntlet iron woman match. Now, the way I see this playing out is one champion would do a gauntlet match and keep fighting, but okay. each match would be a minimum of 20 minutes long. Ooh. <laughs> so it, it would be stamina would definitely be the key. Pace yeah. Would be the key, and also telling five, four to five different stories. Mm -hmm. But if you had to do my dream match, if I was your booker and I came to you and said, okay, bubblegum, this is what's popping. We're going to do this. And I said, you can pick your five opponents and we're going to book okay. all five keep them indie if you can but if you can't yeah. okay. but if any of the women in the ontario scene because i always love building up the scene with you when you're on the show mm. give me four or five women that you would love to have in that gauntlet iron woman's match yeah let's stick with ontario because if i go other places i'm gonna go nuts <laughs> it's a rabbit hole it is a rabbit it, hole. yeah it uh oh, so let's see okay so definitely jody definitely spinelli so that's two. Oh wow i really have i already have to narrow it down 
<laughs> that was quick. I did not expect to have to narrow it down so quick. Uh, Crystal Moon for sure. Um, okay, who else is there? Try to think of who else I, because I've got. I think I've gotten to wrestle pretty much everyone, if not almost everyone. So I'm trying I to think of who. Yes. Well, she's also a champion like yourself. She actually rocks battle arts gold, and she's a legacy. Yeah. Bianca. Bianca. You know what? I wrestled Bianca once and she did way better than I expected because it was one of her first matches. So I would love to work with her again because I've seen how much farther she's come. So yeah, let's toss her in. Okay. Uh, so that's four. Who's going to be number five? Um, oh, I was supposed to wrestle Amy Crimson mm. at Crossbody for the woman's belt. So you know what? Let's put her in there because I was looking forward to it. Again, someone who I'd watched, hadn't, hadn't wrestled her, but someone who I'd watched and like looked like she was really improving. So yeah, but there's my five. <laughs> I like it. That is a great, yeah. and I could see exactly how it would go. I believe it would start with Crystal because you have that history there. Mm -hmm. I say it would progress to Amy because she would be a dark horse because you, you never really wrestled her. Yeah. And then I would say Bianca because you wrestled her so long ago that improvement would be a killer. And then I want to say, I've got to go Spinelli next and I got to save Jody for last. Yeah. And I, I think, think that's a good call. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm, gonna seeing, be I'm seeing the... The amazingness that's inside of my head. <laughs> I'm seeing Jody walk out with the skateboard. I'm seeing you completely exhausted after going at this point, uh, 80 minutes long. And now we're, oh, yeah. we're, we're bucking on the original cut of, you know, uh, Justice League, which was garbage. Not the four-hour epic. <laughs> we're going to be halfway through. So I, I could see that going. And speaking of, you know, I never get to do this, but you, you love movies like I do. And um, uh, it's great to get a chance to talk other things with you again because we've talked wrestling so much they feel like we've never really had a conversation to get to know one another so uh, have you checked out the new Zack Snyder full epic of Justice League so I got like 20 minutes into it okay. and then I stopped because of like okay like I'll finish it later and I just haven't gone back to it yet <laughs> I mean to meaning to I've heard it's good I just haven't gotten the chance to get back to it yet it took me three weeks I'm gonna throw the hands yeah well, okay yeah, but I, have, <laughs> I have different things that I, I have two small children that monopolize yeah. all the time yeah. One watches Hell's Kitchen in Japanese anime all the time because the mini host is now in this like dark, moody, depressed Billie Eilish face. And it's then a good phase, okay? <laughs> it is a good phase. Don't get me wrong. Listen, I told her, I said, if you're going to look up to anybody in music, Billie Eilish, I'm completely 100% mm -hmm. okay with. If she came to me and said, Dad, I want to be like Ariana Grande. No, there ain't, will be no positions in this house. There will be none <laughs> of that in this house. Um, and then there's my five-year-old who's completely cuckoo and crazy and flip-flops from everything. Like yesterday we were watching Raw because it's the Raw after WrestleMania. You've got mm -hmm. to watch it. And I'm so confused by this Alexia Bliss and The Fiend storyline. And now there's this doll. People are saying that it's supposed to be Nikki Cross. Nikki Cross is going to come back darker. And then like she was bleeding, black blood. Mm -hmm. And I, then I heard Aleister Black is supposed to be behind The Fiend. I'm so confused. Did you watch WrestleMania? I did. And I watched the Raw after Mania too. And I was, I was as confused as you. I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> Especially because like, that was the first match. I'm like, okay, like night one was great. So I was super pumped for night two. And then that happened at the end of night at the first match of night two. And I'm like, what? I'm like, did I miss something between these nights? Like what, what did I miss? Um, yeah. And then seeing, uh, is her name Lily on Monday? I was just, yeah. again, I was thrown yeah. back. I was like, whoa, okay. Something's changed. <laughs> yeah. I don't hate it, but I, I'm curious to see where it goes. Yeah, it's a, it's a slow build of a storyline mm -hmm. for sure. And I think this is one of the most creative and fun storylines that WWE has going because everything is kind of so cut and dry. But yeah. one thing I did love, like night, night one was epic, but I really loved, um, uh, I love the promo roulette at the beginning of the show when there was the rain delay. Kevin, Owen, Kevin Owens 
stealing the mic and Seth Rollins, Kevin, Matt, Michael, how are you? Just saying like <laughs> guys, like 30 different days. I thought it was absolutely epic. What were your thoughts on promo roulette? I loved promo roulette. I was like, you know what? Like you could really tell who who's comfortable just going out there. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause it, it, you see it then and there when you have, when you're just handed a microphone, you think, Hey, go kill some time. That's you really have to be able to show that you can do it. Like the new days, probably they were probably like the perfect people to put on for that. Mm-hmm. Um, like especially just you have Biggie like creeping up out of nowhere, coming in to, <laughs> to keep to start cutting his own promo. Um, Kevin Owens was great. The Rollins was great. Drew left a little to be desired, but to be fair, he was the first one they put out there, so like understandable. It's kind of crazy, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, like that was great. I would love if it happened more often, to be honest. <laughs> It showed a little bit more freedom and creativity. It seemed like mm-hmm. they were just they were back to having fun again. And you could tell that the WWE script is not always the best. A oh, shocker. No. Not <laughs> no. Forget it's, it. I mean, you know, I wouldn't even say it's oh, it's awful. It's just it's very, it's scripted. Mm-hmm. There's a sense of scriptedness in a lot of things that people say, which you you know, you don't get that genuine um, feeling a lot. You get it from some people, like they're able to con- like to really express themselves and show emotion, but I feel like a lot of, I just don't like scripted promos. So when you have someone giving a scripted promo and they're, you know, either they're not sure of their character or they're not really throwing themselves totally into it, or maybe the promo itself just isn't good. It comes off even worse than it would if it was just from the heart or off the top of the head. Right. And do you, do you feel like that's, um, cause I know in the early stages, like when we had you on the show, the first interview around the first conversation that we had, we talked a lot about um, where the name, the bubblegum princess came from. And you said it was Decker that gave it to you. And it mm-hmm. was because you had a hard time cutting promos at the early stages of your career. So yeah. chew bubblegum, say a word here, there, give a dirty look. And you have a face that really does tell a story. You're one of the <laughs> sweetest individuals outside of the ring. You are, I feel like you're like my little sister. I just, every time I see you, I'm like, yo, what's up? You killed it as always. But then I see you in the ring and you, you can raise one eyebrow and make someone feel so uncomfortable. Like you're <laughs> thinking in their head, when I see you outside, I'm going to break your face. And it's just literally just one eyebrow going up. It's almost like the rock. Like show, show the people what I'm talking about. Show that. I that. don't No, It's yeah. It's, I don't know how to do it. Like you're not in a ring. It's really weird. When you're not in a ring, yeah, it's hard to do. But yeah, there it is. See, there it is. Right there. <laughs> it's that I just I feel completely uncomfortable now. I don't know if I want to continue the interview at all. No, I'm joking. No, please don't. Folks. No, no, but it's 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 a face can tell a thousand words. Mm-hmm. Uh, one and obviously a thousand muscles. Like it takes uh, fourteen hundred muscles just to crack a freaking smile, right? I don't yeah. know if my if I'm hundred percent right on my uh, muscle number there. It but, takes a lot of muscles. That's all. <laughs> a lot of muscles. Yeah, but I mean. Now you've progressed. And again, we've seen you grow. I've seen you cut promos at Crossbody. I've seen you cut promos when you were at Destiny. I've seen everything. And um, I feel like your promo skills have definitely increased. So in this time period where there has not been wrestling, and obviously a lot of you guys are taking time off, your bodies are healing. You're all going to come back 100%. You have obviously been working out. I've seen like the home workout videos, like putting the barbells right here across. And I'm like, how's she doing that? (laughs) Like, it's ridiculous. Like, she's got, like, 300 pounds on each side. She's just lifting it with her hips. Just lift, like, it's an everyday thing. Oh, guys, look at me. I'm lifting my... Whatever. I can't do that. But, I mean, obviously working out, staying in shape, keeping fit. Ring rust is a very real thing, and all of you will have it. It's inevitable. Mm-hmm. But in terms of other things that some wrestlers aren't talking about doing, is there anything you're doing? Other than the workout routines and the staying healthy, staying active, have you been working on promos? Have you been working on how a way to maybe rebrand or redevelop the bubblegum princess. Is there anything you can let us in for when stuff does return? 
Uh, I've definitely been working on rebranding. Uh, I'm trying to think of a way how to do that. It's, like, it's, it's hard because every time you think something, we're going to come back, we don't. So I, I think I have an idea and then I just have more time to think about it. So then I just start changing things all over. Um, and the best part about actually Backyard Pro is that I've gotten to work so much on my promo skills, so much on like my creative thinking and like all like, and everything involved with that. Like Detective Cookie Dough has been the best thing for my promo skills. <laughs> it's, gotten me, it's gotten me so much more comfortable. It, like it's gotten like, the creative juices just flowing because it's something totally different, but it helps because it throws you into this position of like, oh God, what do I do? This isn't like what I would normally do, but it helps you think of things and then it just comes naturally. I, I couldn't, I could not agree more. And the, the cool thing about Backyard Pro, and I'm so happy you segued. See, I don't, I don't have to, <laughs> it's just natural. Um, I loved everything about Backyard Pro. I dubbed and I dubbed it. I don't give a shit what anybody mm-hmm. says. I dubbed it first. I dubbed Von Vertigo, the Quentin Tarantino of Ontario Indie Wrestling. I said it. Oh, yeah. I have proof that I said it. I have timestamps and dates. I even wrote it down in a notebook somewhere. It was me. So <laughs> if anybody says, oh, I dubbed it, you're a fucking liar, full of shit. It was me. But in terms of Backyard Pro, and the creative creativity that came out of there, season one, banger, season two, banger. Uh, you and Shane Saber, you set the bar. That first match oh, you two had, you. you guys set the bar. Um, it did definitely did not compare to Jody Threat randomly appearing in Josh Alexander's basement after he was wearing fishnet stockings. Uh, did not compare to that. Like Jody Threat as the demonic one. I don't know what exactly what was happening there. <laughs> she came out of her out of his kid's playhouse, and I'm like, Jesus, this is something so demonic. It reminds me of the conjuring. I don't know what's happening and I love every minute of it. And again, seeing the walking weapon in fishnet stockings, I was conflicted. He, he wore them well, but at the same time, I'm like, dude, you're one of like the baddest dudes on the planet. You're rocking fishnet stockings, but good that you're comfortable in your own skin. I like that. The dancing. He pulled it off. You did. The dancing he looks weapon, good as a dancing weapon. He did. He did. So now that we don't know what's happening, we're on another fucking lockdown. We don't know what brings us past May and you hmm. will be my last interview that drops in April. So um, I'm doing a whole month of women in April. And I know March was Women's International Women's Month, but I feel, why do we need just that month? It should be all the time. So I wanted to focus the month after. And uh, so far I've dropped Amber Noma, Maddie Rakowski. Uh, after that, I've got Billy Sparks coming up, who is a fantastic, mm. fantastic uh, indie talent. Uh, I've also got another one around the corner and then you. So the five women that I'll be showcasing in, in um, uh, April. But in terms of Backyard Pro, any whispers, any group chats or whatsapps that we may get that season three because when i talked to vaughn it was in september of last year right before the destiny show mm-hmm. and he said that he was unsure about season three right now because things were opening up and bookings were happening mm-hmm. we got till november and then everything got shut down again so have there been whispers is there a whatsapp group that's happening i'm not part of the whatsapp group <laughs> but i am a reporter and a journalist and the people have a right to know I can tell you that we've started filming season three. <laughs> is that an exclusive? Is that is that, an exclusive? I, I don't know if it's a, maybe. I don't know. I'm not sure. Um, I don't know if they've done any podcast, like anyone else has done any podcast thing. We've done it or not, but we've started filming season three. I filmed my match. So I, I can, I can't tell you who I'm, I wrestled, but I can tell you that I'm on it. Detective Kokido will be there. Um, it's going to be very interesting, a very interesting season. I can say because there's a picture of it, there's been a murder um, and Detective Kokido on the case. Okay. Yeah. Um, what else can I say? I think we're aiming to have it out by June. Okay. Um, with all the like with all the restrictions, I think May. Hopefully, we're hoping that we can finish filming everything, and then by June it gets released. Um, but that's as much as I'm allowed to say. <laughs> and that's fine. I appreciate the exclusive. And obviously, right before that, I'm going to flash the 
breaking news. <laughs> I have to it's do a good that. idea. So, yeah. Um, when I edit this, if I did that correctly, you will have to let me know. And if I fail on editing that completely, then I'll see it when I'm editing it later and be like, oh, you fucked it up, George. You fucking ruined everything. <laughs> you ruined everything. So in terms of growth and things that we want to accomplish, a lot of stuff got put on hold. But there are, again, create, creative juices are flowing. Got to see exactly what Barry Wrestling is doing with the All-Ontario Cup. Uh, I love that idea. I think it's fantastic because we need to find a definitive, you know, Ontario wrestler. And yeah. there are so, so many options because the province is stacked with stellar talent. Um, in terms of uh, your next steps, I mean, I know the unfortunateness of Crossbody, they lost their venue. So a lot of things have been put on hold. There's uncertainty there. Um, but what about Femme Fatale? Have there been whispers of them kind of getting any empty arena shows going? Anything for you to kind of showcase your skills to the world? Because that Femme Fatale talent, not to say that it's a higher ranking than the crossbody because both are very, very amazing titles. And you've had, you had successful runs on both right before this pandemic stopped everything. Now the runs are almost untouchable. You're kind of got Bruno San Martino numbers going. You know what I mean? You got I'm pretty proud of that actually. <laughs> <laughs> but in terms of... Um, Femme Fatale, is there any whispers of uh, you being able to showcase your abilities, maybe defend your title, empty arena style shows, anything internet-based that might be happening? I'm trying to think, because we um, we had talked a bit about maybe doing one in June of last year, and then just the way things were going didn't end up happening. Um, I hope so. I don't know. I honestly, I don't know how Quebec is going right now. I talked some, to a couple people in Quebec. I think they just went into another lockdown, so honestly, who knows? Um, I'm hoping soon though. I'm really hoping by the end of the year, something like I've wrestled in front of a, in front of a crowd. I've wrestled once since March of last year. And I think I've wrestled in a ring maybe five or six times. So I would love to, like, I'd love to get the chance to wrestle somebody, especially for femme or crossbody, just and to like put the title on the line because I, yeah, like it, it's boring to be a champion and not defend. Mm-hmm. I want to live up to it. And like, I want to show that I deserve to be a champion. Like when I won the Femme Fatale title, I was shocked. Like to be on a show with Lufisto when I'm the one in the main event, that was nuts to me. Um, so I'm hoping really soon, but I, who knows? It's just, we're in a bad state right now die for me to say, hey, maybe, yeah, but I don't know. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a lot to take in. And again, depression is set in, like we talked about it beforehand. I, I miss all the things that I miss. I miss seeing all of you guys on a regular basis. I mean, I miss heckling certain individuals. I miss getting the finger from Fuerza when I heckle. Because, <laughs> I mean, I love getting the finger from Fuerza. That's, that's like everything. Hey, Fuerza, you suck. <laughs> I love it. I, I do. I love it. And I love, I love Holden, how he, like, first time he meets my wife, he lets her hold the fucking crossbody title. I've known the guy for a year and a half and I'm like, Hey man, like, when do I get to hold the title? And his response to me was get more attractive. Like, are you serious? I'm, I'm not ugly by any <laughs> standpoint. I get it. My wife is way more gorgeous than I am. I, and he said it, I, and he agreed. I was like, dude, I know I married well above my, my reach. It's cause I got, I got the gift of gab. I got the flow. I know this. And he's like, I, it's like, you inspire me to reach above my limits. I'm like, wow. So you insult me three times and I still can't hold the fucking title. You suck, but I love you at the same time. And I'm not going to boo you, but Hey, where's it? You suck. And then I get the finger. And it's great. It's, I miss those <laughs> fucking things. I do. I miss those. And I, um, you know, I, I, I miss, uh, I miss again, scream my head off. I miss the fans. I miss the bad food. 
popcorn, uh, uh, Harvey's or Burger King on a car ride home. You know what I mean? I miss, I miss those things and I don't get to do those things often. And for you, it's gotta be even harder because I know you guys are in a tight knit group. You've got your bubble and the things that you guys used to love doing even more than going to shows together and traveling together was hitting movie theaters together, going out to eat together, going out for drinks at the end of the night, random bullshit conversations. And I know you get to have those with FaceTime, WhatsApps, and obviously get to see each other incognito. We won't mention it. but what's the one thing that you miss about not having these people in your life every single day like you used to honestly it's it's a combination of everything like I miss the bad food on the drives home so much I miss the long bad drives like the drive home from Ottawa always sucked always sucked doesn't matter what time of the year you're always leaving at like midnight you're getting home at like 3 a.m but I miss it so much um, I miss that. I think the movies, oh my God, to go to the movies again and just have like really expensive popcorn and like pay too much for a movie. I would love to do that right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and like toy hunting. Me, Holden and Fuerza, always toy hunting. And we can't do it anymore. It sucks. Like that was our, we would on like on our way to Nova Scotia with uh, Pretty Ricky, we stopped, I think four times to buy toys. We came back with a room in the car because we had too many toys. <laughs> Like, I think you can actually see some of them behind me. Like, this, this is the stuff that we came back with. Um, but yeah, like, that's probably just the memories. Like, we used to, we had so many memories. Like, I haven't, when I was in high school, I spent a lot of time focusing on wrestling. That's when I started training. Um, even in university, if I wasn't in school, I was wrestling and, like, just focusing on that. Didn't really have a ton of friends in wrestling. Like, we were, we were friends, but weren't close. And we've gotten so close over the past few years that it just sucks to have everything that we were doing just taken away. So just to be able to do all the like the stupid stuff again would be fun. Absolutely. I uh, listen, I, I started toy hunting only recently. My collection is almost done because I'm only going after my favorites. Yeah, that's smart. I, I ordered my last, <laughs> I ordered my last two last night. I got a Punisher and a Daredevil coming or not Daredevil, sorry, Punisher and Deadpool. Fuck, I screwed it up again. Edit that out, George. You fucked it up again. <laughs> but no, I got a Punisher, old school Punisher, 1980s Punisher. Okay. Not fucking um you know the new age punisher okay I, I i didn't mind the netflix series but i'm sorry i like the old angry aggressive dolph lundgren punisher that's my punisher okay that's fair and uh deadpool of course because that's my yeah. guy so those two are coming and that's literally it there's nothing else that i want or intrigues me i've got my my wrestlers there all my all-time greats and i'm happy uh maybe if i could find a bret hart that might seal the deal for it but other than that that's it that's all i need for my collection. oh yeah no but say I, I did, your I did collection <laughs> I did enjoy it. I did enjoy it. I enjoyed the, uh, the dumpster diving and, and running around and, and, uh, you know, haggling with people on marketplace being like, listen, I can't go to a store. I can't drive, you know, 50, 60 miles out of my way to go try to find this. So if you have it here, you know, let's be fair. Mm-hmm. I, I hit up like three different guys for the Darby Allen that's behind me. And the guys are oh, 150 bucks. I'm like, fuck off, dude. I can order from the States for like 45 bucks yeah. with shipping. Like, let's be reasonable. I'll give you 50. I'll pay an extra five bucks for your gas. Okay. Fine. 50 bucks. Yeah. Fucking right. 50 bucks. You jerk scamming motherfuckers but um uh what's one of the coolest things you found when you were toy hunting like something you weren't looking for and then you went somewhere and you're like oh my god I didn't even know they had this so actually I wasn't I mean I'd always wanted these I'll pull up one now because they're right behind my computer but um the turtles nice I wasn't looking for them I found three in one store so I literally got the three at once and then I found the fourth um, just randomly at an EV games, I think on like boxing, not boxing day, um, like Christmas Eve or something, whatever the, the stores were just about to close. 
-hmm. I went in just to see what was there. And then I found uh, Raphael. I'm like, perfect. Just give him to me. I want my collection. Um, and what else? Is there anything else? Hmm. Oh, let me grab them. <laughs> my, uh, my Dragon Ball ape. I don't know if you've ever seen Dragon Ball, but Saiyans turn into giant apes. They don't have their tails cut off. Yeah. And I found this one day. It was cheap too. It was on sale for 10 bucks. And he's worth like, I think 40. So he was a good find. Sounds <laughs> like a stellar find. Good for yeah. you. Good for you. Yeah, I got, uh, I got pretty stoked when I found the uh, Batman Who Laughs. And um, also my sister got me a pretty cool Black Panther Mr. Potato Head that's over there in the corner. Oh, that is cool. That was great. <laughs> my sister found it at the dollar store for like five bucks. And I was like, gold, score. You can find good things at the dollar store. I bought my John there's... Cena Funko Pop at the dollar store. Thanks to a yeah? tip from Holden. Holden posted on his Facebook. He's like, guys, they're selling John Cena at dollar stores. I'm like, I want a John Cena just so I could tell him he sucks. To a small <laughs> little character, safely in the privacy of my own home. <laughs> so <laughs> there you go. See, don't you miss conversations with me because I say random shit and I make you laugh. Come on. Yeah, it's, it's good. It is good. Yeah, good right? <laughs> yeah, so there you go, Holden. Okay. I am adorable. Alexi Nicole thinks so. So maybe you should get more attractive. Yeah. Come on. Don't be mean. Oh, oh sure. When I say it, I'm mean. But when he said, oh, no, he was mean too. Okay. So what you're saying is too everyone. Correct. Exactly. Okay. So we all have to rise above. Yes. Okay. You're right. I feel like, uh, I feel like I've just been putting a timeout. <laughs> Like somebody who's like like literally three feet here i am like almost six and she's like three feet and i'm just like damn that's this cold Alexa's got moxie. i like it so what else have you been doing like have you been able to work during this pandemic like not wrestling wise full time job wise have you been able to work kinda so i got let go from my job everyone got let go from where i work in the company like uh, in march and we were told we we're gonna be let, like hired back but it was like august and no one had gotten hired back so i'm like okay you know what i can't keep sitting at home like i'm too fidgety i don't like doing nothing um so i just I decided to go back to school so now i'm back in school and i'm kind of working part-time but i work for a small business so if i'm lucky i work like a couple days a week if i'm lucky um but yeah i'm just been do mostly doing school work and what are you taking in school now because i know the last time it was privatized you got your your dick license your private detective license i do and i've totally switched fields now i'm in animal care <laughs> good so you're like a vet tech is that what you're going to school for uh, vet tech, work at the zoo, work with like rescue animals, wildlife conservation, anything in that field. Fantastic. Really. Well, I'm going to have to tell the mini host, man, she's going to be jacked because her oh. goal in life is to be a vet. So that's, oh, cool. that's been her dream since she was like six. And I told her, I said, cats, cats and dogs are awesome, but you got to get in the exotic shit. You got to like take care of tarantulas. You got to take care of fucking pythons. Like that's where the money is. It really is. My teachers even tell me they're like vet tech. If you're gonna be a vet tech, don't get into it for the money. If you want to get into it for the money, you're either a vet or you work for with exotics, or right. horses. Or, or or yeah, horses. Yes, for sure. Well, what yeah. about tiger kings? Like uh, tigers? Like uh, uh, probably. I think if you do um in Canada, it's probably nowhere to really work with tigers. But I know if you do like a there is a, like a rescue wildlife center that does like exclusively big cats. Mm -hmm. So you could probably work African lion safari. Oh yeah, I've never been, so I always forget about it. You know, um, I, that kind of good. I went with the kids last September when the mm -hmm. world was kind of opened. And yeah, we went. We got. We actually got free passes, so we went. My wife, yeah. 
my wife and I have a business when we were kids. And I just remember the, the cheesy 80s commercials. African Lion. I love those commercials. <laughs> I watch them on YouTube sometimes, not gonna lie. I've gone down that 90s commercial YouTube rabbit hole. Oh, I have too. It's okay. <laughs> it's, okay. it's been a long pandemic. <laughs> Absolutely. So we went and um, the funny thing was, um, it wasn't the tigers that were cool. Like the tigers were cool, but it was really hot that day. Mm-hmm. So um, they were like staying under the rock, staying in the shade. Yeah. They had their moments where they came out, but they didn't really do much. But it was the fucking spider monkeys, man. Yeah. Those things are the most grotesque and perverted things I've ever seen. So true story. There was uh, a big white pickup truck in front of me. I want to say like um, uh, a Ford, a Ford F-150, mm-hmm. but like the, the Raptor Ford F-150, like the done to the tits Ford okay. F-150. And this monkey got on the back and it has the plastic black antenna now because it doesn't have the old school uh, wire antennas at the front of the car anymore. So mm-hmm. he got on it. And this thing started going to town on the antenna. He gets on top of it. And I'm in front of it. So I'm dying of laughter. But he is on top of this antenna. And he is humping the shit out of it. Then, I'm not even going to lie, he goes on the back window, sticks himself to the back window. And he either peed or he finished on the back window. Like, just right where the rearview mirror was. And I was just what? sitting there. And I, I was dying of laughter. Oh, my God. And my wife were over looking at, like, there was something going on over on this side of the car. I think there was yeah. something lion or a tiger that had come out at that point but i'm hitting my wife and i'm like babe 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 this monkey is just jacked all over this oh dude's back windshield God. and she's like she's like are you sure i'm like babe he was going to town on that antenna like it was his best fucking friend and then he finished and it just he just stuck up and it was like and he made this like yipping sound like and then he just it was like wow i couldn't believe it but that's well i could say it's not a bucket list moment but i've now seen how things go in the wild. I, I mean, it's a bucket list moment for me now. I want to see it. <laughs> right? African Lion Safari, $49.99. You get a monkey to finish out your car in more ways than What one. a deal. <laughs> and it's safe. It's safe and secure. Yeah. There's no, you know, shady hotels or none of that. It's safe and secure, okay? Safe <laughs> and secure. <laughs> so, Ben Fatal, we don't know what's happening. Crossbody, there's unsure there. If there's a promotion that you have your eye on that you want to explore next and you want to take down that women's division, where are you seeing yourself going? Because obviously I think Destiny had something going. I mm-hmm. think there was going to be an announcement of a women's uh, belt or women's tag team championships over there, which I hope is still in, in the phase. We know the Iceman always has something amazing planned for Destiny. But um, have you ever thought about, I mean, Don Koloff has a lot of great promotions. We know that Revolution. They're looking, mm-hmm. obviously, to fill the void of a champion now that Rebel is on AEW full-time. Don't know if she'll be able to have commitments with Revolution when it starts. So Chris may be doing a tournament over there, possibly when things return. But also, wouldn't it be great for you to go into the house that the Corellis built and take the Battle Arch Championship from Bianca Corelli? I think that would be fantastic. I think it'd be cool. I'd be intimidated. I don't, like, I'm not a good uh, graph, like, submission grappler at all so I'd be very intimidated to step in there and like I know that's something they focus on mm-hmm. in training mm-hmm. <laughs> so I definitely have to train a bit more before I would try and do that but that would be interesting I would definitely be down to try that absolutely and I think I think you would you would fit in fantastic over there the women's division over there it's small it's intimate but they've got a lot of great talent up in there and they've got a lot of great up-and-comers and, mm-hmm. and uh, that's one that's one company I had my eye on and now with HWE stepping in and taking over that uh, I can't wait to see the rosters mix. Uh, and how things work out. But I'd love to see some kind of invasion angle if it can be done uh, properly. Um, so let's talk about Holden again for a second, because uh, Go Hard Pro, 
Mm-hmm. That's his baby, his creativity. We had the free show at Christmas, which my wife and I enjoyed while we had our uh, a typical Italiano Christmas dinner. We had the fish, we had the stuff, we did all the things. <laughs> it was great. But um, how was it taking creative direction from somebody whose mind is probably one of the most creative? Now, if, um, if Von Vertigo is the Quentin Tarantino of the Ontario indie scene, not to take anything away from Holden, I can't give him that same title. And I won't dummy him down with or sully him with a uh, James Cameron. Fuck that guy. <laughs> no, but I will. I will throw out. You let me know if you think this is right. I'm going to say the Darren Aronofsky of Ontario indie wrestling, or the Christopher Nolan of Ontario indie wrestling. You know, I'd say a mix of those are pretty accurate. Like the okay. two of them together. So yeah. Christopher Aronofsky. He is yes. the Christopher Aronofsky <laughs> of Ontario indie wrestling. But yeah. mine is so creative. And like I said, he's one of my good friends, except when he insults me to my face. It hurts. Uh, words hurt. They do. They hurt. Um, I learned that today from you. So thank you. <laughs> um, but would you say creativity is something that he thrives on? Because his matches are always so creative. And I've seen him help other people in their matches to create creative, unbelievable moments. Those oh my God moments. But not just taking a swan dive to the outside. Like legitimate oh my God moments. Not what we see on AEW each and every. Yes, I said it. I'm not a mark. I don't care. AW fans can hate me, but it's true. Everybody goes for the five moves. Swan dives. We get a grapple here and there. AW Dark and Evolution is where it's at. Those are some of the best matches I've ever seen because it's hungry, young, gifted talent. Not, um, I'm not even going to get into it. So uh, <laughs> what, what would you say uh, was the differences in his creative process as opposed to Von Vertigo's creative process? Um, so Holden is someone who always has an idea, no matter what you, you can just literally say something and he'll have an idea immediately, which is really good. And he's, and if he's got like one idea, give him like a couple minutes, he'll have like six, like that's how quickly his mind works. So that's really good, especially cause like I wrestled him on that show. So he had just tons of ideas. He literally, I showed up and he had a million ideas. So we just, all of us kind of went through them and we figured out how to make it work. Um, and Von Vertigo on the other hand, and like both very good. I'm not, like this is not going to be me insulting one or the other they're both ex- incredibly creative individuals Vaughn is more of a okay what are your ideas and he'll tell you what he thinks works best especially because like with uh backyard pro he produces the entire show he films the entire show so he knows like okay this is what we've got so let's try he wants to take everyone's ideas and make them work so he's really just like okay everyone give me every, everyone give me your ideas and now let me figure out how to put them all together or Holden, just like, here are all my ideas. And they're both really good, especially in the environments that they create. Like Holden's, like all his ideas, perfect for Go Hard Pro. Vaughn taking everyone's, like sort of listening to everyone's ideas and helping input them and like helping bring them to life, perfect for Backyard Pro. Right, so both have their creative outlets and stuff like that. And they they find a way to tell the story from A to B. Um, mm-hmm. So have you wrestled Vaughn? I haven't. He's the only, like, one of my only friends that I've never wrestled. And I don't know why. I think I've had, like, I've given him, like, a move or two in, like, a battle royal or, like, a, a eight-person tag. I think I briefly worked with him for, like, a minute, not even. But we've never had a match, just one-on-one. Well, he's got better hair than you and I. We have oh, to- yeah, no. He's got the best hair. He does. It really and he is. doesn't even try. It's so not fair. It fucking sucks, right? It yeah. sucks. Like, you know what? Like, just just buy the cheap shampoo for once, okay, Vaughn? Let the rest of it <laughs> I think he does. I don't think he's not someone who, like, puts a lot of effort in. He just has oh, he's not hair. Uncle Jesse? He doesn't, no. uh, you know, uh, <laughs> aguave and let it seep into your skull and stuff like that? 
no not at all he's so like laid back he doesn't even try that hard he just has this great head of hair i'm like can i please trade <laughs> okay serious question serious question we're gonna get into hair for a second okay who would you say male or female in the ontario indie scene right now other than bond vertigo give me one or two wrestlers who has the best head of hair in the ontario scene male or female or both male both female doesn't matter who's got the best head of hair Kobe Durst has got a lot of hair and it's like the nice, like thick, healthy hair. Mm -hmm. um, the only reason I know is because I've wrestled him. Please don't look into that. <laughs> <laughs> I realized how, how that sounded as I said it. I'm like, <laughs> just because I've wrestled him, I know he's got great hair. Um, <laughs> and you know what, actually? Gabriel's been growing his hair out and it's really good. I really like it. So yeah, I'll say that they have pretty good hair. The boys have got great hair in Ontario. Well, the girls, not so much. The girls got to try a little harder. No, the girls have good hair, but like the boys overwhelmingly have like really good hair and grow it so easily. Like Shane Saber too. Great hair. Doesn't even try. He just has great hair. Holden looks better when he's shaved. He I like how he looks shaved. Not gonna lie. He's got he's got the he's got like me. Like if it grows out long, it doesn't grow back in shoulder length. It it just grows out like a Jufro. Yeah, that's how my hair grows if I don't straighten it. It just grows out. So I totally understand. You feel my pain. See, that's and that's yeah. and that's because of the European descent. It's it's mm -hmm. a fucking it's a gift and a curse. It's oh, yeah. fucking horseshit. So um a couple more questions that I'm gonna let you enjoy your evening. And then I want to play a game with you if you're down, mm -hmm. if you're interested. Yeah. Okay. So um in terms of growth and level up moments, I've said this before, I've stole it from Holden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Level up moments. Okay, it's his thing, but I stole it and I make it sound better. Um is there a level up moment for Alexia Nicole that you could say happened over this COVID period, whether it's been working out, whether it's been able to lift more, uh, uh, lift more on your hips with like 700 pounds on each side, like <laughs> what the hell? Stop, stop being good at everything, Alexia, okay? You can dumb it down a little bit for the ones that don't work out, all right? Like me. Look, if I can do it, anyone can do it, okay? I tried it and I couldn't do it. Well, you got to start lower and then you can work your way up there. It doesn't happen overnight. I tried with Took 10 me. pounds and I couldn't. Do it. No, <laughs> I didn't try to do it. <laughs> okay, so level up moments for you, though. What was something that you achieved over this COVID period, other than starting school again, which is fantastic for you? Uh, congratulations in that. But any other level up moments that you want, even if it's a small one? Um, what level up moments? You know what? I definitely, like, I've saved way more money as a result of this. No like not, which is great is. yeah no joy hunting so i've saved a ton of money because i've been trying to like, like i live with my parents right now but i've been trying to move out and get, like get on my own so it's actually been really good to help me start get started on that um i've also i've the few times that i've gone to training i've really started like changing up my moveset trying out different things so i mean i guess that counts as a level up i don't know when i'll get to show people <laughs> but i'm excited to show people that i've i've definitely gotten better um, in terms of what I do and like the pace that I work at and, and just like, it's so hard to stay positive right now. And I feel like there's definitely days where I have bad days, but overall I've had, a, I've gotten better with, um, throughout this whole like year long period, I've gotten better at trying to stay positive. Um, cause it's hard. And I definitely, and I could tell from the beginning where I was very like, oh, this is the end of the world. Um, to now, which I we still have those days, but there's definitely I can just keep looking forward. You look, you look around the world, and like, yeah, we're doing terrible. Um, but you look around the world, you see things are starting to kind of change a bit, and it just it gives me hope that we can also get there. Mm -hmm. And uh, one question, just because it's a hot button issue, and I got to ask for at least a hot button issue here: uh, when the vaccine comes available for our age groups, uh, obviously my age group would be before yours because I am older. Um, so respect your elders, okay? 
I do. I do. Yeah. I know I you respect do. you. Well, I don't. You do. You <laughs> when you say I respect you, I feel that little tone, a little hint of uh, yeah, I respect you because you're older. Because my parents have always raised me right. I don't respect you because I have to. Just because you're well, older. no, I respect you because I do. But my parents have always told me to respect you. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. I, I much love. I appreciate that. Um, when the vaccine becomes available to our age groups, mine in the 30s, yours in the uh, fantastic 20s. Lucky you. Um, Will you, will you get it? And I, I, I'm not a political show. I'm not too political, but I'm interested. I will say that because I have small children and I'm an essential worker and I want to keep food on people's tables. I'm a truck dispatcher by day for a great food company. So mm -hmm. I want to, I want to be able to keep the food going where it needs to go, especially during this time, more so now than ever. But yeah. um, in terms of you, will you get the vaccine? Uh, I want to, but I don't know if I can. <laughs> I'm allergic to a type of medication that's used in, to treat things like bronchitis and pneumonia. Um, so I don't actually know. I have to literally look up and see what's in the vaccines because I don't know if I can. Because um, I know I actually, I went to the hospital not too long ago just to get some blood work done. And they had actually asked me if I was going to get the vaccine. And I told them like, I have this allergy. And they said, okay, you need to look into it. So I have no idea. Um, I would like to if I can, but I might not be able to. I don't know. <laughs> And I, I hope that you can, because if you can, I've heard that travel restrictions will become harder if you do not have that vaccine. Yeah. I think the rest of the world needs to know what we here in Canada already know, and that the Bubblegum Princess is one of the best women in the business. And that's from my heart. That's from a friend standpoint and a fan standpoint. I think you are fantastic. I've said that in all now three of our amazing conversations. And um, the world needs to see you. The world needs to see uh, this incredible fiery, fantastic person that can take a beating, give a beating, and then squat 300 pounds in the middle of the ring with one finger because it's ridiculous the amount of strength. It blows. I'm really mind. happy I have these lights on in my room and they're so strong so you can't see me blush because you keep putting me over. <laughs> oh, that's, a, that's worth it. It's worth it to put you over because I'm not putting you over because you're just somebody that's been on the show three times. I'm putting you over because you showed support and love to this little podcast when we got started. And now Straight Talk Wrestling is making waves. Uh, I posted not too long ago, a geek album over for me. I had a fan reach out to me on Facebook and say, I was hands down one of the best podcasters in Canada. And that meant the yeah. world to me because if I can grow wrestling podcasts here, mm -hmm. then I know that I can take the Bruce Pritchards, the Corey Graves, the Sammy, the Sammy, you know, um, uh, what the fuck's it? Sam Roberts, fucking Jufro asshole. Take that guy, take them all down. Sorry, I hate Sam Roberts. I'm not a Sam Roberts guy. <laughs> it's okay, I'm not either. All, I can go toe-to-toe <laughs> -to -toe with those guys and I can compete. And the numbers have grown. The following mm -hmm. has grown. The movement is happening. So, and that's a credit to amazing conversations that I've had with people like you. So I'm not putting you over because I have to. I'm putting you over because you deserve to be put over. Plain and simple. Well, I mean, this is all, I mean, it's your show. Like I wouldn't have agreed to come back three times had you not been such a good host and like such a good person. So like, it's really on you. Like, thank you. <laughs> Now I'm getting put over. My lights are strong. <laughs> but see, my, I have rosacea. So I, when I blush, you can ah, you it see, it. see it. It's all good. All right. So if you're willing to play a game, I would mm -hmm. like to play a game with you. I started play. playing this game a little bit a while ago. I played it with a, a great talent, Vic Endurance, a guy that took 11 years away from the business to raise his special needs son. And now he's coming back at the age of 42 to try and show and prove. And I think it's a great story. Yeah. And I also played it with the uh, Harbinger of Truth, the one and only Jeremy Prophet from Quebec. Uh, and he's, he got to get the gab on the mic. That guy could spit fire at anybody. Thankfully yeah. he didn't spit back at me, <laughs> but he spit at his co-host Kyle and he called him, uh, hermaphrodite, Mr. Potato. 
and it was wow it was go back and watch that it's on my youtube if you haven't checked it out but um so it's called promo 101 okay even though i'm a guy you're a girl we could still pull this off it's inter- we're gonna call this the canadian intergender championship now you are going to be the champion holder you're going to be the title holder of this belt and i am your next challenger and mm-hmm. i am going to do a 30 second promo on you it's not going to get too personal I mean, you can take some below the belt shots. I'm okay with that, but let's try to keep it as clean as we possibly can. Okay. Okay. So here's my 30 seconds. When I was a kid, I loved bubblegum. I loved it. I loved your juicy fruits. I loved your hubba bubbas. I even love bubblegum tape. But then you know what's great about that stuff? I grew up. I don't chew bubblegum now, but I do kick ass. Man, woman, doesn't matter. When I step in the ring with you, I'm taking your title and I'm not taking it because I can. I'm taking it because I have to, because I should, because gold should be draped around my shoulders. Because at the end of the day, you may be the princess. When you step into the ring with me, honey, you're going to bow down to the king. Because I don't talk smack. I don't harbinge truth. What I do is spit facts, straight talk, truth, facts. When you and I are in that ring and all the smoke clears, all they're going to see is you lay down on the mat and me over you for the one, the two, the three. Boom. Oh, did I lose you? I lost you. Are you there? I'm, I'm there. I'm there. My internet. Oh, it's unstable. Wait, there we go. Never mind. We're in. Okay. <laughs> did, you, did you get my whole promo? Did you get my- I got your promo. Yeah. Sorry about that. My internet went down. That's okay. That's okay. I just saw you do the, like, it was the disdain eyebrow thing that you did so naturally. And it, <laughs> when we edited, people will see it. Your face was kind of frozen like that for like a good 10, 15 seconds. But that was my promo. So what'd you think? It's pretty okay. good. Pretty good right? I thought it was good. It was really good. I'm nervous now. <laughs> okay. All right. Now, 30 seconds on the okay. clock. And oh, God, it's timed. Five, four, three, two, one. You think you're going to be the king? Excuse me. So last time I checked, I have two championships. I am the champion of crossbody for wrestling's women division. I am the champion of femme fatale, the only all women's promotion in Canada. I have been everywhere. I have wrestled for impact. I have wrestled for ring of honor. I got flown down to the performance center. Okay. I am the princess here, but I am the best wrestler in this province. And I prove that. I prove that every single time I step in the ring. I, it doesn't matter how much bigger you are than me. I'm smaller than everybody. But guess what? I can lift them up and throw them back down. Okay? I can squat that 300 pounds. I can deadlift that 300 pounds. That means I can beat you because I can beat anyone that's bigger than me. And that's all I got. <laughs> it was good. It was good. No, honestly, it was fire. I just threw this at you. I didn't prepare you for the game. But I, I just, I always thought, I always think to myself, I'm like, when I'm watching all you guys and I'm thinking like, you know what? I can't go toe-to-toe with any of you in the ring. But one thing I can do is I can cut a decent promo. It was good. And you know where I got the inspiration for the promo today? I'm not going to lie. I was, at the, I was at the gas station. I was filling up. And I went inside, and I'm waiting to pay with my six-feet social distance pay. And there's the gum aisle. And I saw the I saw, and they, this gas station even had bubblegum tape. And I was like, oh, my God, I haven't seen this in years. I was going to buy it, but then I remembered that after 12 seconds, it sucks. It's, yeah. <laughs> Never get the tape. So this is a question I haven't asked, and I got to ask this as my final question. You are the mm-hmm. bubblegum princess. Yeah. What is your bubblegum of choice? Um, it's the hubba bubba the squares. I think it's hubba yeah hubba bubba the squares like right. you get in like the the, yeah. the long rectangle yeah, pack. Six, six pieces. Yeah, those are the best ones. Like I hate the uh the little um 
the, the what's it called? The one that comes in like strips. Haichu? Oh, juicy fruit. No, no, no. Fruit. I'm thinking of Haichu. Is it Haichu? The one that comes in like the big bag? Oh, yeah. It's gross. Yeah, no, gross. Yeah. yeah. I remember when I went, first time I went to the States, everyone was putting it over. It was telling me how great it was. I tried it. I'm like, what is this? <laughs> this sucks. You need to take like half the bag to get anything. What about Big Lee Chew? Do you remember Big Lee Chew? No. Okay, so Big Lee Chew was a, remember um, Pixie Sticks used to stick the, the candy stick inside the powdered and you lick off the powdered sugar? Yeah. So it was in the same kind of packaging, but it was two different flavors of bubble gum. So it used to be like grape or cherry or strawberry and banana. And you would take a little bit from each and it was like little strips, little tiny strips, kind of like yeah. Chew. And you would throw them in and it would give you that baseball cheek oh, when you're chewing gum. so much better. It is, but the only place to find that now because it's unhealthy for us, you know, all of us today in these days, <laughs> you have to go to those like specialty candy stores. Yeah. You know what? Next time I see Big League Chew, I'm going to buy it. I'm going to send okay. it your way and you got it hundred percent and you don't have to pay me back. Just save it for when you're in the ring. So you can walk by and when I'm in the front row, you can be like, Lord, I'm chewing Big League Chew. Right. <laughs> and because you got to, you got to put a lot in to get those baseball cheeks, you know, like mm -hmm. when they're up there and they're batting, right? Not when they're spitting out tobacco. Cause that's gross. Yeah. And they're just, and, they're, and that cheek is just going. And you can see that there's like a huge ball of gum in there. That's the way you have to chew Big League Chew. You have to do it. Like yeah. That. Okay. I'm mean, just really, it's not called high chew. I don't remember what it's called, but it was just like this bag of like flavorless gum. And I'm like, this is awful. <laughs> I mean, high chew was like a candy, but I, yeah, whatever gum that was that someone made me get, terrible. Don't get flavorless gum ever. <laughs> no, flavorless gum is horrible. I actually don't mind. Yeah. I, like the, I like the dentines and the, um, uh, like the black ices and stuff like that. I like, yeah, those I are like good. The, the gums that give you that little hint of coldness. I don't know if, mm -hmm. if I'm weird, but I like popping one of those and especially on a hot day, it kind of cools. No, me. those are good. Yeah. Right. You feel me. You feel me. I feel you. Yeah. Yeah. No, I feel you. Exactly. But, but Naya. Okay. No, that was cool. <laughs> Got to edit that out too. All right. Alexia, as always, man, number three is in the can. You know, we're going to do number four. We got to make this a yearly thing. Absolutely. Yeah. So you're going to come back next time. You know that, you know, I have your digits. You have mine. Anytime you want to hit me up, but before you go, Look in the camera and let them know who they listening to. They are listening to Straight Talk Wrestling. That's right. That's right. I wasn't sure if I was looking into the camera on that. <laughs> I, can't, I can't see it because it's all dark. You were. You were looking okay. right into it. You were. You Perfect. Were, okay. You were dead piercing into my eyes. <laughs> all right. So um, before we go, anybody who's stupid enough to not be following you and they can watch these videos of you just hanging out on the couch and, you know, lifting all this freaking ridiculousness. Where can they follow you on the wonderful world of social media? So you can follow me on the wonderful world of social media. On Twitter, it's at it's Alexia Nicole. And on Instagram, it's at it's Alexia Nicole. No, no, it's just Alexia Nicole. Um, people are trying to steal my Twitter name, so I had to change it. Um, but yeah, those are the two places you can follow me. I do have a Facebook page, but I don't totally update it that often, so don't even bother with it. Um, I also have a, a shop on Pro Wrestling Tees. It's Pro Wrestling Tees backslash bubblegum. I've got a big cartel shop. I'm going to be putting out new 8x10s very soon. So if you're interested in that, it's alexianicolewrestler.bigcartel.com. Um, and I'll let everyone know on my socials when those are going up. But yeah, that's that's me. That's everywhere you can see me. And yeah. Until the world opens up again and then your star will shine even <laughs> brighter. And when it does and you hit all those places, don't forget that your boy is always here. Welcome you back because you're family. All right, guys, that's it for this one. Another great one in the can on the road to 200. So don't forget to check out that one. That one, I will not have no guests. That one will just be me talking about Ooh. all the amazing people that I've been able to sit down with. And I've got a lot of cool shout out videos 
And Lexi and I talked before, so I know she's going to send me one. And I appreciate that. Much love in advance. Uh, that's it for this one, guys. You know my socials, but you're going to hear them at the end of the show because I've gotten a little bit more professional now, okay? Don't just, I'm not a glutton for self-promotion anymore. Okay, you listen to the end of the show, you get all the socials. And stay tuned. Peace, love, and wrestling. Talk to you guys all next time. Later. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to tune in next week for another great episode on all available podcast platforms and hosted on Podbean. Also, check us out on YouTube at Straight Talk Wrestling, on Instagram at Straight Talk Wrestling, on Facebook at Straight Talk Wrestling, and on Twitter at underscore Straight Talk. And if you feel the need to buy some sweet merch, check us out on ProWrestlingTees.com. Leaving the scene with no trace. None in my league. You out of place. I'm not at the top. I'm out of space. Can't eat with us. We're out of place. I'm doing fine. I'm feeling great. You're not my fan. You can't relate. Straight talk going.